0: The Outlet. The
1: The voice of Central.
0: Welcome to The Outlet. I'm your host, Brent Harbour. In this podcast, I talk to Benjamin Baker. Benjamin is a violinist and artistic director of his festival in Queenstown at the World's Edge Music Festival. Now it's on from the 7th to the 20th of October. The festival is six programs weaving together free events and community performances. We talk about when his love for music and the violin began, his inspiration for the festival, and how fostering young talent is a key part of the festival's mission. Plus, in our Local hero segment, I catch up with Lucan Nesbitt from Dunstan High School to talk about the Nesbitt News. Now, Lucan hosts the videos that let students and teachers know what's going on around the school. It's a great way to keep everyone informed, and Lucan does a fantastic job. But first, with local news from the Central app, Jackie Tucker, The Outlet, Local News.
1: Here are some of the local news stories you can read about this week on the Central App. Jill Checkertz of Wanaka, representing 50 Squadron Alexandra Air Training Corps, took out the 2023 Alexandra Blossom Festival Senior Queen Crown at a special event at the Alexandra District Club. Night and Day Alexandra owners Hayden Manson and Brooke Williams said giving back to the community is a major part of their success. They were awarded overall runner-up and excellence in marketing at the Night and Day National Conference in Auckland. Last year they won Store of the Year, but this year that went to Winton, a store run by their mates. Brooke said it was great to get recognition for the team after another hard year and 190 people packed into Alexandra Bowling Club to hear from documentary maker Rob Cope about strong, clear and consistent boundaries for youngsters online. Dunstan High School's Parent Teacher Association organised the free talk and Dunstan High School is running a set of classroom lessons from Rob titled The Informed and Empowered Program. A screening of his presentation for those who weren't able to attend is also being planned for the start of next term. And that's local news, thanks to the Central App, the first choice for local news and information in Central Otago. Read these stories and more by clicking the news button and turning on notifications.
0: The Outlet
1: The voice of Central.
0: The Alexandra Blossom Festival is on from now until Sunday, the 24th of September. There's so much on, including the Contact Grand Procession, the Parade of Trucks, Kids Entertainment, Buskers, and more. You can check out all the info by clicking on the Blossom Festival button on the Central app. Benjamin Baker is a violinist and artistic director of his festival in Queenstown at the World's Edge Music Festival from the 7th to the 20th of October. The festival is six programs weaving together free events and community performances. We talk about his inspiration for the festival and how fostering young talent is a key part of the festival's mission. Hi Ben, welcome to The Outlet.
2: Thanks for having me on, Brett.
0: Can you please tell me when your love of music and violin began?
2: The truth is, it's sort of before I can even remember. I was three years old when I first saw a violin and my mum had sort of, you know, she'd had piano lessons as a kid, so took me to some piano lessons. I was not a fan. Apparently, I'm telling my mum that I thought my piano teacher was a witch. I've since met her and she's a really lovely. As a sort of last-ditch effort, she took me to a piano class concert and there was a violinist playing with a piano at the end. And I was just completely transfixed, wandered up, sat at this girl's feet, couldn't take my eyes off the violin, and then nagged my parents for a few weeks afterwards that I wanted to play that guitar thing. And that that was sort of, yeah, where I went when I was three. So um, kind of as long as I can remember, I've always had a violin and always loved music. Can you remember the first thing you ever played on the violin when you were starting to learn? Um, not quite, but I did the Suzuki method, and so like many of their pieces are kind of you know sort of beautifully enshrined in in, in many many musicians' memories. So I sort of after the fact, um, I, <laughs> I now know just what they sounded like.
0: So you've had a varied career as a soloist, a chamber musician, and now as an artistic director. Can you please tell me how these roles intersect with each other, especially with your international experience?
2: In a way, it's it's very simple. It really is sort of all about music and. In a way, it's such a privilege to be able to make my living doing something I love doing. And I guess part of being a musician is you can never be quite sure where our, you know, each of our paths will take us. Um, obviously there's sort of there's places we want, like places where I wanted my path to go, but sometimes, you know, there's it takes some some detours along the way. And I mean really kind of I feel incredibly lucky to have sort of all three parts involved in my musical life. And all three kind of have a similar aim and a similar joy for me, which is of exploring this, you know, kind of incredible world of music and the ability to share it with and connect with people through it.
0: What was your driving inspiration behind launching the At the World's Edge festival in Queenstown? And what was the aim of the festival that was really important to you?
2: Justine Cormack and I started kind of thinking about this quite a long time ago. And I think the the, the truth is it was it was the area of the Central Lakes and Queenstown itself that really kind of inspired the whole thing. Justine just moved to the area and we'd both been through Queenstown on tour as performing artists and we sort of just realised that there was actually nothing going on in the area like a chain music festival that that was regular, that was every year and was something that sort of communities could, could count on. As we started thinking about it and started talking to other people, we realized there was kind of like, there was an incredible groundswell of new initiatives going on to sort of really diversify and sort of catalyze, kickstart cultural life in the area. And they kind of really just all built from there. The idea of the festival was really connecting. And so it's sort of connecting communities, but then also, of course, we bring in artists from around the world and can connect them with some of New Zealand's most beloved and inspiring artists as well as the younger generation of musicians too. And it's that kind of like sort of cross-pollination and shared aspiration that when, you know, any of us are around people that we admire, we learn from them, we pick up new ideas. And that's kind of, I guess that's that's sort of the beating heart of the festival and sharing that with our audiences.
0: Now you have said that the festival aims to transcend the walls
2: of traditional chamber music. Can you please tell me a little bit more about that? Absolutely. In a way... It's essentially what, what we what we feel is often some, many of the preconceptions people have around a classical music concert or chamber music. You know, it's sort of, it's something that sort of comes with an association, but actually in our experience, like when, if, if we can, you know, when, when someone does come and join us, then they're most often surprised. And some of that is absolutely down to sort of the traditional way that this music is programmed. It's, you know, it, much of it is it's old. It's is been played for a very, very long time. And sometimes it's presented in sort of quite you know t- traditional ways. And I guess our approach to it is that actually the reason why this music has survived so long is actually because of its connective power and that generations of people have listened to this and gone, you know, it's made them have, you know, sort of experiences and evoked emotions. And that it has this kind of incredible relevance that transcends generations in a, in a sort of human way. And so our approach is to actually focus on that. And so through each festival, we sort of have a, a loose theme um, which sort of connects every work in the festival alongside a composer in residence so we sort of have new and old music side by side and the idea that we sort of just you know like add a few little thoughts to sort of support and provoke that curiosity that help our listeners link into the music and what was maybe going on in that composer's life when they wrote that piece of music. So you've got a really wonderful lineup of festival artists from all over the world.
0: Can you run me through a few of them and why you're so excited for them to be
2: here? I think so much about being a musician is about being an adventurer, sort of embracing the new and unfamiliar alongside the old and familiar. And I think so many of our artists this year really embody that. Coming from overseas, we've got, for the first time, a French horn player called Ben Goldschider, who literally has been described in the press as the Bear Grylls of the French horn. (laughs) And I think, yeah, he he's absolutely fearless and probably one of the world's best horn players, and we're really, really excited to have him. Similarly, we've got a violist called Jordan back coming from America, who just an extraordinary artist. He brings incredible energy, commitment, and I think like a really sort of incredible range of experiences from his heritage and his background into his performances and that's the thing, that I mean, I, I could literally go on for an hour because, you know, we've got 20 fantastic artists, including our composer-in-residence, Victoria Kelly, one of New Zealand's most sort of beloved, inspiring, fantastic composers. And, of course, also like Rolf Jackson from the New Zealand String Quartet, who's, you know, kind of inspired so many people and so many cellists over the years, right down to Vesa Matti Lepinen from the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra, one of our sort of most beloved violinists living in the country now. So, um that's the thing I'll try and and stop there well you've got a lot of people returning as well so they obviously love the experience that's what we're finding and we're just so grateful for the support and like excited to share it more widely fostering young
0: talent is a key part of the festival's mission can you please tell me more about the opportunities and the platforms being created to support up and coming musicians in Wanaka and Cromwell and Queenstown areas
2: to really support a young musician it's a very much year round task and we're of course just a two week chain music festival so our key focus is really connecting into some of the fantastic things going on in schools and in music programs around our communities, and so for instance, we've been working a lot with Queenstown-based charity Turn Up the Music, working with their musicians, and so for instance, during the festival, we have sort of little masterclass sessions with some of their instrumentalists, as well as around um, either side of the festival, working with I think um, a sort of early stages youth orchestra project they've got going and all that kind of thing. The other thing, of course, is that actually our, our main festival events run from the 7th to the 15th. But we say the festival actually continues to the 20th because the truth is, is that our last five days of the festival um, are spent going into schools in, in Monica, Cromwell, Queenstown, sometimes as far as Alexandra to, to share what we do um, and connecting with music classes or, you know, it could be sort of sessions that are very, you know, to a whole school of kids. I'm sharing some music or it could be something very specific for kids already interested in music and looking to kind of discover more so yeah i think that's sort of that's sort of the starting point of it and then um one thing we've added actually last year is a composing workshop so young people in the area that are interested in writing music can come along and have like one-on-one time with our composers which of course includes our composer in residence and also we have a, a mentoring composer the wonderful selena fisher we try and kind of you know offer something for as many different young people curious in in the full the full range of music or as, or as much of it as we can. So when you're touring and going into schools
0: are you surprised at the level of talent that you find?
2: Constantly that's the thing until you just go out there and have a look you never really can ask it's kind of I don't know it's sort of unfathomable really just sort of to, to imagine but we've never been into a school and, and not been inspired engaged and come out of it with a kind of completely unique response reaction and that's the wonderful thing now that we're sort of three years in is that we're developing relationships with some of those schools and so they're actually now sort of coming to us before the festival and going like so we're thinking this this and this and we're like great let's do it
0: Ben could you give me the
2: key dates of the festival and where people can find some more information we start in Queenstown at Teatumira on the 7th of October and have concerts through the area until Sunday the 15th our website www.worldsedgefestival.com will be the best place for all of this information and we hope to be able to see everyone. Hey, we'll all the very best. I know you are got to head off for rehearsals. Uh, it's very
0: important leading up to the festival. But I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks for having me on, Brent. The Outlet.
1: From your central app.
0: On the homepage of the central app is the new local loyal button. And when you click on that, you'll find some amazing deals like this from Thailand, Alexandra, and Cromwell. Purchase any four radar SUV tyres and get a $100 Prezi card. The local loyal button is local, supporting locals on the Central App. The outlet jobs board. Here's a few of the jobs you'll find listed this week on the Central App. Hospice is looking for volunteer biography team members for Central Otago. Now the roles include an interviewer, transcriber and collator. Full training is provided and to find out more please email Rebecca Shaw at volunteer at otagohospice.co.nz Suncrest Orchard Cromwell is looking for a retail assistant. Jones Fruit Stall will be opening for the upcoming season and they have opportunities for retail assistants to join their team. Now these are seasonal fixed term positions starting October till June 2024 and you must be able to commit to a minimum of three months. And the finery Alexandra is looking for a kitchen manager. Any level of experience will be considered as the main ingredients they're looking for are passion and a positive attitude. You can see these jobs and more by clicking on the jobs button on the Central app. You're listening
2: to The Outlet.
1: I really like the interviews.
2: I like that it's easy to listen to while I'm at the gym.
1: I like that it's local and all about this community. The Outlet. The voice of Central.
0: The Alexandra Blossom Festival is on from now till Sunday, the 24th of September. There's so much going on, including Contact Saturday in the park. Pioneer Park will be the destination for lots of entertainment for the young and the young at heart. Featuring two stages, one dedicated to all the kids and featuring clowns, jugglers, and magic shows, and the main stage has a stunning lineup headlined by Ginger Antonic and Highland Storm. You can check out all the info by clicking on the Blossom Festival button on the Central app. Luke and Nesbitt is part of the Gateway program at Dunstan High School. Now, Gateway helps with decision making around transitioning into the world of work. Lucan is the video host of the Nesbit News, which sounds like this. Kia
3: ora, welcome to the Nesbit News. I'm Lucan Nesbit. I'm right next to the to A Block, which after many months has reopened after after a long renovation. Come in, let's have a look. Over here we have Miss Bonnevin. i explain what's what's the big changes of this, this new building. I think it was September last year, they closed a block and they've cleaned out a whole lot of the classrooms. They've done new toilet blocks and um, they've turned the whole building into a science block rather than regular classrooms and science classrooms.
0: We chat about the Nesbitt news and what industries Lucan would like to work in. Hi Lucan, welcome to the outlet. Jordan. It's good to see you, Brett. Luke, and I want to talk about the Nesbit News. Can you tell me how Nesbit News came about and whose idea it was?
3: Well, you see, it wasn't my idea. It was originally my English teacher, Miss Robinson's idea. I believe she was inspired to create the show when she learned how interested I am about current events. The school was looking for a new way to inform the students and their parents, so she decided that I was a good candidate for that role. So who do you interview for the
0: Newsbit News, Lucan?
3: Well, I primarily interview students and teachers who have been involved in local and national events. We've had some great feedback from both the students and parents. It's a great way to communicate all the amazing things that happen in and around the school. Traditional newsletters definitely have their place, and the Newsbit News... Compliments that, while appealing to more of the students than the parents, because let me be honest, most of our students don't read emails. That's true. So, how do you decide what topics to cover at school? Well, Mr Robson picks people who have achieved something in the past two weeks. Miss Robson and I get a lot of requests from the teachers and the students themselves, sporting, academic, and community achievers. I also interview people about things happening around Dustin High. If any of the people meet our criteria, we reach out. We aim to have a new episode every couple of weeks. So, like, a
0: really long, balanced episode. So, how many people are involved in putting the Nesbit news together? And what are their roles? Uh, at the moment, it's just me and Mr. Robinson.
3: I present the show, and Mr. Robinson does a great job filming and editing it. We tried to add more people to the team, but other events in school caused that not to materialize. However, having more people work on the show would help improve the quality and diversity on the show. And I'd love, well, we'd love to hear from anyone if they like to get involved. So do you have a favourite news item that you've covered so far? Hmm, personally, well I think it's that story I did with Mr Goldsmith who is the principal of Dustin High School about his car. Someone noticed that Mr Goldsmith's car was parked close to a tree and they thought it would be really funny for me to mention it all in these bad news. So I got Mr Goldsmith to come out to his car and explain it was out. He did a great job explaining how careful he was to leave enough room for a tree to grow while parked there for his workday. To be honest, it was very, very funny and it's so far my favourite story of have Yeah,
0: it was great. I did watch that one and, man, he did park very close to that tree, didn't he? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you love most about the Nesbit news, Lucan?
1: Well, I, I just
3: love being in front of the camera. Miss Rumser and I make a great team on the field. It is fun walking around school and talking to, to people we interview. Hearing from them is is the reason I'm really passionate about the show and journalism in general. So when you leave school, please tell me what you want to do for a job. Well, you see, I'm, well, currently, Brent, I am split on which career route I should take. One side of me wants to work in the media industry, while the other wants to do something in, with my other passion of, of cooking. The music industry is, well, media industry, I meant, is broad, and I don't really know what exactly I should do. But the thing I do want to do is entertain and inform people in New Zealand not the world. Cooking has always been a hobby because I love eating it and making it. In fact, I currently have a job at the Courthouse Cafe here in Alex. It is one of the best work experiences I've ever had. Like, I worked there this morning. I
0: bake and cook meals regularly at home and I'm always keen to try new recipes and techniques. Oh, that's brilliant. So what is your favourite thing about radio and TV? And what makes you think you'd like to work in those industries?
3: Well, there's a lot of creative people in the industry, journalists, reporters, producers, DJs, etc, the list just goes on and on. I feel like working with people like them would be a natural environment. I am myself a very creative person with big ideas, I could get into long conversations about the things I love. And I, and I think being in a place
0: like that would be great for letting those ideas out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Luke, and it's been so great chatting to you today. And uh, I look forward to more episodes of the Nesbit News. Can I just ask you one favor? Can you please do the sign-off for this podcast interview for me?
3: Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. I'm Luke Grin from Dustin High School's Nesbit News. Thankful for joining us on the Outlook Podcast. Takitea North
1: download the central app from the app store or google play
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the outlet make sure you check out the new local loyal button on the central app the local loyal button will give you some great bonuses as a thank you for supporting us if you have a story or an interview you think should be featured on the outlet podcast get in touch by clicking on the contact us button on the central app The outlet is produced and published by The Central App and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. The outlet is available on the main page of The Central App and wherever you get your podcasts.